Welcome to another special episode of the Bitter Jury Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Westoff. And here joining me tonight is a panel of hosts to help celebrate the end of season 25 of Big Brother. I don't know if this is a celebration or just a thank God we got here, but hey, we made it. Uh, last episode of the season's Let's Make It Special. I quick want to start out before I introduce everybody. Uh, let's do a cheers. I know, Richard, you're not drinking with us tonight, but in spirit, cheers with us to the end of the season and to the end of ever having to see Blue or Bowie ever again in my entire life. I will drink to that. Not guaranteed, Westall. <laughs> not I guaranteed. Swear, if one of them makes the reindeer games, then <laughs> I might just be done with Big Brother in general. But... All right, let's get into business. So let me start out by introducing my panel of guests. First, it's a special episode, so I want to bring on a special guest. Uh, he's been, uh, we've been talking Big Brother via text for a couple of years now. And so I knew before this season was done, I had to bring him on and get his take. Just recently learned the winner of tonight, roughly five minutes ago. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Give me your live reaction. What do you think about how this season finished and who won i mean well hey thanks for having me uh yeah long time listener first time caller <laughs> um but no it was uh i guess how you would think it should end but i mean debatable and i'm sure we'll get into it on the winner itself but i'm glad it it, it could have certainly gone a different way tonight you know so well i'm glad you got that takeout early because i know how the other three uh, hosts on this panel are going to react to tonight's winner. And so before I get to them and their uh, very poignant opinions, I'm sure, I want to read a quick quote from Dalton. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, Dalton was on. Oh, he wasn't um, even on the draft episode. I don't think he's been no, on a single no, episode wasn't. this season. Uh, so <laughs> no, if, you ever, <laughs> if you listen to last season, he was on like two episodes. But uh, Dalton sits in a quote and he just wanted to quickly say it wasn't a perfect season, but it was the perfect finish to the season. Crickets, just like I expected. <laughs> and with that, uh, um, that sounds like a very political way of answering. I, I love that. I love that Dalton <laughs> finally gets an opportunity to have any of his words on this podcast and of everything he could have said. That's what he chose to use his words on. Well, the perfect person to go to after that. Uh, from the look of his text tonight, this might be the end of his Big Brother podcast career. It's my OG co-host, Charles. Charles, I know you've got hot takes. We'll get to many of them tonight, but just give me your initial reaction. And uh, how do you see your future relationship with this show going? You know, uh, I see it going well just because I forget until we have the intro of our podcast how much I enjoy hearing welcome to the Bitter Jury podcast. <laughs> um, you know, that'll keep me going if nothing else, because truthfully, I'm pretty raw about everything else that ensued tonight, except for America's favorite. Um, a couple of my friends outside of this group um, have already decided to boycott Big Brother for the end of time. Um, I'm not quite on board with that yet, but I'm pretty fucking close. Um yeah, I don't. I keep looking at my bourbon glass because I'm not sure if I have enough um, to put myself to sleep tonight. But we'll see what happens. About what I expected. Uh, <laughs> someone else who I knew had a lot on the line tonight and was rooting hard for uh, our second place winner. It's our my co-host Sarah. Sarah, 
have you uh have you mourned yet are you have you have you moved past the stage <laughs> of grief of anger are we are you able to have a discussion with us tonight how are you doing shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> Um, listen, I honestly think that this is kind of a situation that we saw in, um, a season like Tyler's where we saw final two of Tyler and Casey, we see the jury that has only seen one hand of the, you know, spectrum on a hand of the house, their perspective. Um, then they get out of the game and, and rewatch the season and they go, oh man, Man, they were they really were controlling the game, huh? Um, so I kind of feel like this is one of those situations where yes, Jag looks like the winner, you know, he presents himself as the winner. He's very well spoken. Um, so yeah, I think it was a little tough tonight on Matt, but yeah. I'm sure we'll see him again, honestly. Like, I think that he'll be invited reindeer on games. the challenge or not reindeer games. He'll be invited on like the challenge or something like that. I'm oh, sure. he's definitely a future challenger player. Well, let me just go ahead and apologize for anyone listening that it took me this long into the podcast to even mention, mention Jag won the, the, the season. <laughs> I guess we should throw that out there at first before we keep having conversations. Jag won tonight. <laughs> so now with that out of the way, uh, our final panelists tonight uh richard welcome back to the podcast uh, i know you went to a watch party tonight what are the people saying what was the reaction for starters i'm excited to piss people off with my opinions tonight as always <laughs> um i know sarah is not the biggest fan of my biggest talking point tonight so i'm excited to get to uh you know get going uh, <laughs> everybody's laughing because i'm holding up my phone on which i've written survivor purism um, that is honestly, I wouldn't even call it that Charles does, which is why I decided to run with it. Um, I'm not going to lie. The watch party was torn. Um, half of the people that were at the watch party, uh, watched the premiere and then watched this episode. So when we were ragging on Bowie Jane, they were very confused. Um, yeah, that was, that was weird. But I mean, everybody was pretty torn. I do think like when you look at it holistically, just it was a pretty even final two, in my opinion, and it then comes just down to personal preference and personal opinion. And I guess one person came out on top and uh, sorry, Sarah. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and get down into the details now. We'll start with the biggest news of the night, and that was the Jag became the 25th winner of BBUS. He becomes the first Seek player to win. He won the most veto wins of all time. But he was also evicted pre-jury and was saved by Matt with a special power, uh, which honestly Matt didn't even win. Uh, he was granted to him by America. Uh, and so nobody had uh, to compete for it. Uh, did he have to compete? Oh, you're right. He did have to beat out the three to win other a competition people. for it. So okay. So I'll give a little credit back to Matt. Um, I'm gonna start with you, Sarah. And Charles, you can pipe in here too if you want. Um I, you're going to have to remind me why we don't like Jag so much. Cause I remember the last few weeks were all ever, it was the hate Jag party in our group text. And I was, as, as I was watching tonight, I was like, man, this guy won a lot of competitions. He knocked it out of the park on his speech, at least compared to Matt. Uh, at least he said something and he said it with force. So remind me, why was Matt the right winner in your mind, Sarah? I don't think you, like we all remember like where we came from, you know, and like I, I, 
I listened to part of uh, Taryn's three and a half hour uh, recap of the recap of the recap season podcast. And um, just re-listening to Jag's game. It's. And it's just like. He never did anything that was going to be beneficial for himself in his game. Any strategic moves that he made were 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 never even. He just, I just, I, I get what you're going for here. Words, Sarah. The English language. <laughs> yes, no, <laughs> I I agree with Sarah. I, Listen, well, th- there's a pre evicted. Jag and there's a post evicted Jag, right? And but, I, I'm totally on board with you. That pre evicted Jag did nothing to help his own game. He played like a big idiot, and when he got information that was supposed to help him, he basically ignored that and did things that hurt his own game. But that was like for five weeks. We've we're now like eight weeks past that, or it feels like three hundred weeks at this point. But did right? I, I just think that yes, he did have control of some people in the house. He could win competitions, but his social game was absolute trash, and the way he talks about people is absolute trash. And um, you know, I just don't think that caught like. Yes, he has comp wins, but he has comp wins because the comps were in his favor every time that they were presented on the Big Brother screen. It was not an equal playing field for other people to even win competition. So now that Jag has won all, now he's broken all these records, you know, he broke all these records because these competitions were made for him. Well, First off, I want to say congratulations to Richard and Charles. Great callback from the Survivor Pod with the finger. <laughs> I, I was waiting for Charles. <laughs> I was waiting for Charles to see it and for Charles to respond to it. So we're going to use this. Well, and you actually beat me to it, but I will let you go first since you raise your your hand first. Um, I wanted to play devil's advocate. And then I forgot what it was when I got wrapped up with the stupid finger thing. Well, um, well I know what I'm going to say. Well, real quick. Yeah, I'll let Charles go and I'll, and I'll recollect my thoughts. Because, <laughs> Charles, you're going to go back in Matt's favor if I'm predicting right. That's where your opinion sits at, right? I, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah, I'm going to speak direct to um, okay, go ahead. your go ahead. question about pre-evicted and post-evicted Jag and kind of piggyback on Sarah they were the same person there. I never saw a significant change. And let's see, let me, I wrote down what words he used a masterful change in my fuck that. Like you literally didn't do anything masterful because, and I think you all may know where I'm going to go too. the only person that was legit in that house playing the game was Cameron. Oh, my God. Seriously? No, but seriously, like, all of Jag's wins came. And we're finally back to the core of this podcast where you and I fervently disagree. Hey, hey, we had to to start there and we have to end there. But, no, seriously, like, Jag benefited from someone actually playing the game being gone, and that made him look that much better, like – he literally didn't do anything that he wasn't doing before for me, 
which is why I kind of agree with Sarah. It's like he his social game was terrible. He was so latched on to Matt, who was an absolute gem and non-threatening to anyone, that Jag was just along for the ride. And because he's a bit more outspoken, made it look that way. I don't know. Yeah, like Jag, like Matt, here's the thing. Jag made it sound like Matt coasted with Jag. And like, uh, Jag well, coasted no. with Matt and Jag yeah. won competitions along the way because they were well suited for him. Well, Matt didn't in. need to win the competitions because his social game was already strong. Let me bring Alex into this because I think in your opening answer, <laughs> I heard you maybe on the pro Jag side. <laughs> where, where do you sit in this debate? Because it's obviously there's a lot of contention here. Yeah, so come on, Alex. Don't be afraid of us. <laughs> no, I. No, I mean, I, I think there's two sides of it. I, I would have been a pro Jag person holistically. However, it's hard to come back on the fact he actually would have been evicted if it weren't for Matt. Like, but then again, if you, if it weren't for that, what's the point of him even coming back if he's going to hold against him? I don't know. I, going into it for me, I've actually never been going into a finale where I don't, I don't care who comes up on the other side. Cause I think you can make a case either, either way. Um, but it, that's, oh, that's, sorry. That's, my, uh, my cat is uh, having some, fun <laughs> but that's, uh, that's kind of how I felt too. I just like it. Yeah. It's just, it's just hard. It's hard to see Jag as a winner knowing he would have been evicted if it weren't for the guy who, yeah, he's sitting, sitting the, next to him. Hey, yeah, so hey, that, that's the only thing holding me back here. Hey, Richard, I know you usually are good for stats or at least looking them up quickly. Do we know how many comps did Matt win or Sarah? You're his biggest fan. Do you know how many uh, competitions Matt won in the season? Because like total because like if it's a 10 to five difference Jag to Matt on competitions, then like speeches tonight, one was significantly better. Uh, And then the social game, like it's not like Jag was terrible. For most of the game, most of the players liked him. And so I think when you put all that up next to each other, it, it's, it's again, it's kind of even. And I don't, like, I like I said, I, I remember those days early in those first couple of weeks listening to the live feed updates and being like, man, Jag is the biggest idiot that's ever played this game. He did make a turnaround, though, and he started making the right decisions after that. I think it's enough to at least make him a respectable winner. It just, it just like what you said about uh, what Jag said to Matt before we cut to commercial. Jag said, you know, to Matt that he thought that he was going to be the winner. Looking back on it after Jag won, it, it did sound super effing cocky that Jag said that knowing that he would probably win. Um, I don't think and... he knew that he was. I, I saw that as strategy of him getting in Matt's head like you already won this dude putting his guard down. And then that first question Matt got, Matt was like, not prepared. He's like, Oh, like we both played a good game. He kind of played it neutral. I know. And then Jack came in and was like, I fucking played. I did this blood on my hands. I, like, I, I've got, I've got yeah. your stats. I, right, Richard, you've, you've had a finger for a while. <laughs> go, go on. Can I just say, can you never say that again in your entire life out of context? That sounds so awful. Uh, after um, last night's survivor pod title, <laughs> The the girls with the kegels or something like that. 
I, I see that you did not okay. follow through with that. I, I couldn't say. follow through with that. Just we got to keep it. Sarah, PG. Alex, we'll explain yeah. after after we're done. Yeah, um, Sarah, are we counting? To, uh, are we yeah. counting when Matt won five won five thousand dollars in the trigger treat comp? Mm, was that? The, I mean, was, no. Is that because, the the white Santa or whatever? Yeah, uh, that's the one where they handed off. Where he didn't elephant. win a he didn't win a veto or anything. He just won five thousand dollars. But he was the competition winner. Sure. Right. Uh, are we oh, counting no, 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 the no. power? Or are we saying just strictly HOHs and vetoes? No, all competition. So the power counts. All competition. I, so I would so I would five, count as veto so five where he, plus part one of the HOH final HOH. I would also it's five count plus his, the final uh, part of the HOH. The veto he the won where step. he got the costume punishment. He won that competition. He just didn't take the veto. So I would also give that to him. So, sorry, one more time. What was the number? Um, he has two vetoes. One HOH. Uh, the power that saved Jag. Uh, the five thousand dollar prize. Um, and part one of the final HOH. Are his comp wins and Jag had ten. Jag had the final HOH. Well, one, two. Oh my God! Uh, Jesus Christ! His his face is coming up so often on this page. Christ Almighty! Um, count them up. We'll come back. But uh, listen, one, Matt, Matt had prepared two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight. Nine, ten. Um, if we're counting the parts of the v- of the final HOH separately, twelve. Okay. But if we're counting the final HOH as one big comp, then eleven. Okay. Again, I kind of think it's pretty even. I just know that a lot of people here were rooting for Matt. So, final thoughts on did we get the right winner, Sarah? I'll send it to you. Speak up, anyone else, if you have it. But give me your final thoughts, Sarah. No, absolutely not. We did not get the right winner. No, absolutely not. And I'm not saying that just because he's on my draft. I'm really not. I watched his entire game. I watched Jags' entire game. I think Jags was a little bit of hogwash with a lot of competition wins. And I think Matt's was really well-rounded at the end of the day. I just don't think that Matt prepared well for the questions that were going to be coming at him. He did prepare for that final speech. You can tell that he had rehearsed that, that someone had led him into the fact that he was going to be giving a final speech. However, I don't think anyone clued him into the fact that there were going to be questions beforehand. I mean, maybe he was notified by production, but I don't know if he actually went through and rehearsed all the things that he's done in this game and had them ready and prepared like other contestants. Um, And I mean, well, when you look at what was going on and how the questions were being asked, like, of course they have fixed everything with Julie's monitors and Matt's and getting over to Matt, but have they fixed it well enough for all the house guests to be able to ask Matt questions and them to come through to Matt correctly and Matt to hear them perfectly. And so, well, Sarah, I couldn't have paid you for a better transition because where I'm going to next. And I want to start with you, Richard, do this. We've had this discussion before and now we've got, evidence on the table and we can kind of analyze it do finale night questions and speeches matter and do you think they mattered in this scenario that is exactly where i was going with this <laughs> and this is the part that when i said in the in, in my intro that i knew i was going to piss some people off tonight sarah my sincerest apologies uh, from one friend to another because here it goes i'm pretty sure i said they matter a hundred percent 
I said um, they matter. Said they so I, 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 know, I, I know, I know, I know. I'm just I'll, saying in past in past episodes, I remember there was one episode where we had a full on discussion about this. Um, to me, they do entirely. They can be the deciding factor in between two very tight candidates. While I agree that when you look at at least the reasoning that juror members gave tonight for their votes, a lot of them were going to go Jags way anyways. There were a few that could have teetered. And I think when you look at the two jury performances, those those finale performances, while I think Jag was a little bit on the aggressive side, the whole I have all of your blood on my hands was a little bit OD in my opinion, but still... I think just his confidence, um, his just presentation, like just his just his speaking ability and his eloquence tonight was really good. Another big thing is Matt was too tame, in my opinion. I was waiting for the moment, even in his finale speech, where you could tell he got more comfortable. I was still waiting for that strike down moment of this is where I'm way different from him, right? I was waiting for that moment. I was waiting. I was waiting and I never got it. And to me, that's what solidified it. Because even if Sarah, even if what Sarah's theory is right, where maybe he didn't understand the the questions correctly, or maybe he wasn't prepared for them. He knew he was giving a final speech. He knew that if he was going to sit there, he had to give a final speech. He had a chance to quote unquote prep for it. And there was no nail in the coffin. This is why I'm better than the guy next to me. And you have to be ruthless. You have to be, you know, really like confrontational, really like assertive. And that's what Jag was tonight. Every point he made was firm. It was me, 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 me. It could not have been more me, 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 me. And that's what a finale speech should be. You should throw all humility out the door. If you need a question as to why you need to throw humility out the door, go look at Enzo from All-Stars. Let's just talk about the work that it takes for someone that's deaf to have a full monologue of conversation where they have learned to talk. I one million percent agree. You know, I, 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 I absolutely would take that into consideration with Matt's speech and answers a hundred percent because you know as much as we can debate their talks we don't know what it's necessarily like for him to stand up there and give a speech but here's my thing and also he was asked to go first every single time every single time he was asked to go first he was never given the opportunity to that's because jag won the hoh so he gets the second i will say i saw him he had an ear uh hearing aid in because he was adjusting it and you could tell he was also reading lips so i think obviously the, the whole season he struggled so there's no like it, yeah, we, we still should take that into consideration, but I don't think it was the be all end all because you could tell Jag had a strategy of even claiming more than what he did, whether or not it, they believed him. At least it was a strategy versus Matt just kind of right. seemed Half to make the, it the shit spot. Jag said was was ha- was like untrue. a move that he did with Matt. Yeah, what I wish Matt had highlighted Sarah said was untrue. <laughs> I I wish that Matt had brought in his strategic working with Sari. That was a big move, in my opinion. You get rid of her son, and then you pull one of the strongest players in the pre-jury on your side and make her your pawn. Where was that? Where was the... Because Matt did a lot outside of his partnership with Jag. Where was it? 
He did not explain it. And if you don't explain it, you can't expect them to know it. Right. Okay, Richard, we, we, we know where you are. It's my turn. So I've <laughs> yeah, said this before, though. I don't believe they mean anything, but I think that it is very jury specific because I think it b- depends on the buildup. But here's my take. There is no way, and obviously we're here to speculate, you know, since none of us have been in the house and have not been a jury. So we don't know, what, you know, like what those people are thinking. There is nothing in me, though, that makes me believe that someone's going to spend a hundred some odd days in the house with someone and not already know who they're going to vote for and let 60 seconds determine who they're voting for. There is no fucking way that's going to change. It, yeah. And that's why it's like I'm sitting there and I'm like, the speech is great because production makes them do it. And then I love the whole like uh Julie sitting there. Hey, have you all decided on the questions yet? <laughs> Production gave you that shit. So don't they're even, Velcroed like, to the bottom of the seat. They yeah, had like, okay. So skip all that. Like there is nothing in someone who has actually been in there and has played all this time that 60 seconds is going to change unless you literally like prove that you like walked hand in hand with God. Like that's just not going to change on a dime like that. And so like, yeah, Jack's speech was better than Matt's, but they already knew who they were going to vote for. Like that was a given for sure. Well, let me bring in some fresh blood on this debate. Alex, you've heard our takes. I've heard their takes multiple times. Give me your perspective. And real quick, remind me, you're not a live feeder, right? You're straight episodes only. Straight episodes, yep. <laughs> no, right, good. Uh, we got a uh, we got a casual on Charles is happy. <laughs> no, yeah, I think the hey, Charles I was half and half this year. <laughs> Watching the have... one fight in the in the have not room doesn't make you half and half, but no, I Charles. watch all the time, asshole. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go on, Alex. <laughs> no, I think the Charles's point though too. Like you've been in the house with Matt for a hundred days, you know he's he's deaf you know his speech may not be his best thing so i'd like to think that um that especially in this case more than others that that wouldn't influence it as maybe other seasons it does a little more but you kind of know the cards on in the hand and i don't know you'd like to think that's not the reason and um but yeah yeah I don't know. I would it's, say it's I, just it's hard it's hard it's hard to think that those questions are the reason to go one way or the other but it's hard to say i will say though but like i i come from the perspective that it doesn't make a difference really but i have been persuaded because when charles and i watched bb10 i do think that kevin's jacob's uh finale night speech made a difference but then you know you've got like taylor last season who gave a great speech but i'm pretty sure they decided who they were voting for two weeks ahead of time uh but i but i think that in a situation like tonight Maybe this is the scenario where it does matter a little because when you have two players that are kind of 50 50, you know, Jags better in a little bit over here, but Matt has some things over here that give him credit. Maybe the speech then makes a difference just to sway someone a little bit off of their coming into the night. Uh, I'm being distracted by the fingers. I'm like, which one do I do first? And that's, that's sounds, what she said. And I was going to say, please, someone give me one of those. Uh, I've already lost my track of thought. Finger number one, Richard, please speak up. 
God, I, I, we need to get away from from these out of context. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna make it worse and edit it down. <laughs> um, to me, I just think that this is your opportunity, especially in a game where you look at Matt and Jack's games, and a lot of the decisions that they made were between each other. So, for me, the big thing with these finale night speeches is this is your opportunity to explain like this is where I think it can while I agree that I think a lot of jurors come in with a preconceived notion of who they're going to vote for I think you can they can be swayed when it's this close and you don't know that much about their games there's not that much that people knew because a lot of their games were done with each other right and so I think this is their opportunity to explain what their hand was in certain moves and that's to me why it was so important because a lot of the things that they did, a lot of the jury didn't know who will, did what, who had what level of you know interaction or like you know who was to blame for this or that. I will say I think the most effective type of speeches are the ones where the player, like Jag did, is like, "Hey, remember when it was uh, whoever's HOH, Cameron's HOH, and Sari was on the block." I was the one that changed Cameron's mind. Like recalling certain scenarios and telling them the things you did that changed uh, and made someone else go home, giving specifics like that. That's what Kevin did in that speech where he was just like, look, you thought this is what happened in the house. You don't even know that I was behind the scenes and whoever's here making this happen. So I thought that was good on Jag where Matt's answers were all just so vague that it almost didn't mean anything. Last point to you, Richard, then we're going to go on to his favorite player. Also, don't forget my finger damn it i don't think we've done enough credit to jag and there's one thing that i think jag did a good job of of mentioning and kind of putting a bit of a harp on that i said he's masterful a lot of people don't realize okay once all of fbj's alliance members were gone and she won those two those two hohs towards the end of the season one of her closest allies was jag and as we know Whatever you tell Bowie Jane, she's going to fucking believe it. You best believe she's going to run with it. And so it's a really easy way to influence what happens during a certain week. And you can call it lucky. You can call it strategic. But whatever you want to call it, thanks to Jag's relationship with FBJ, he actually was able to control a lot more of this game than I think we realize. Just because we harp on the fact that FBJ won HOHs and did fuck all with them. Very true. Richard, last point to you. Sorry, not Richard, Charles. Charles. Wow. Wow. Hold I on know. One second. <laughs> oh, he's going there. We go. I love that you flipped the oldest and youngest person on this pod. <laughs> Please, anyway, Charles Matthews. No, 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 no. Um, so, to be fair, when I put my finger up, it was just to duel Richard in that moment. But I did think of something <laughs> to kind of add to the conversation about the speeches and why it would be interesting if the speeches were like given to America and America, like on some other reality shows, have a call-in percentage vote. For me, they would make a bigger difference there, right? Because now you are literally trying to appeal to the masses and everyone else is listening. So you really need that to be some profound thing. That for me would be a really cool element that I would sit there and say, oh, yeah, that 60 second speech you just gave literally just like solidified your win because you got people texting all over the fucking nation saying, oh, yeah, bravo, sir, bravo. Um, but again, other than that, 
Hey, Pick your speed somewhere. Interesting idea. Maybe we'll see it on some reindeer games L- coming L- soon. Listen to us, CBS. <laughs> All right, let's move on to America's favorite player, Alex. I thought I saw you fast forwarding a little bit in the background there. Do you have you been spoiled yet on America's favorite player? I I, I did see it. Yep. Okay, so yep. we can now announce officially America's favorite player is Cameron. First hot take goes to you, Alex. What do you think about the AFP of season twenty-five? I'm not. I'm all for it. I'm surprised America actually voted that way, though. So you you would you would have given your votes or did give your votes to Cameron? You would have been top three. Yeah. What was That's it? That you... Cheers to that, Alex. Cheers, yeah. my friend. But, but I'm shocked America felt the same way as I did because he was uh, a very div- uh, divisive player. Yeah, very polarizing. On this podcast, Charles is probably the only big fan of Cameron. What was it that you liked about Cameron's game that made him your favorite? I mean, I know he was too strong, but I, I like it. Like, go for it. Screw it. Like, It's, it's like the cockiness, um, right? Yeah, I mean, he he certainly didn't have to be as cocky as he he went about things, but I don't know. I like that he didn't really give a shit about anything going on besides what was that in front of him. But again, that that's why he <laughs> that's why he didn't win the game. But I don't know. I uh, I I didn't. I liked him. You know what, Charles? I'll let you go first here. After Alex, let's go ahead and give all the flowers to to Cameron before we, me and Sarah, go in on him. You know, again, <laughs> I don't even. Here's the thing that's going to sting even more. I don't have to go in because America has spoken and we are right. <laughs> Mic drop. No, as I said, I'm just, I'm shocked America felt the same way I did. To, to I, be frank, America has spoken on like an episode level, though. <laughs> I was going to say, Sarah and I, we there's a lot of weird, you like, know. sexual tension with America and with Riley, and he's her dad, but also trying to, like, get in there, like, yeah, that's kind of just... That's more, li- that's more live feed stuff that I don't I mean, I don't there are people that have daddy fetishes in the world, so don't hate me, just saying. I mean, he wants to be... He wants to be daddy for sure, but I mean, the, the, my sister Sarah, please elaborate. <laughs> the one eighty turnaround he did to from his normal Cam style to finding out he's America's favorite player to turning on the good boy meter. I cannot tell you how. <laughs> How thick it was in the air of Cameron going, oh, shit, America loves me. Oh, I should start. Okay. Okay. It was kind of like the got the male version of just. Not, not, ju- not just AFP, but on top of that, we in this in the secrets reveal section, we had McColl. Tell America that the hero of this season is Cameron. I my, my jaw was on the ground. I, the only time I agree with hero her. of the season. The hero of the season who wanted to be Riley's daddy. Get out of here. <laughs> who wanted to be Riley's daddy? He was also miss, her dad. I miss so much on the live feeds, huh? <laughs> <laughs> who wanted to evict Corey? So that he could get in there with America. And when he couldn't evict Corey, he wanted to be like, well, what about the most three of misogynist? Us? Sorry, is that true? 
Yes, yes. this is true. That's amazing. Yes. See, thank you, Al. There's nothing <laughs> evil about that. Like, uh, we got a full hand up from Richard. Please, Richard, take it away. Daddy's home. Oh goodness, Sarah, Jesus. Um. <laughs> okay. For starters, I wish I had pulled an Andy Harron, uh, who created a fake email account. To, to put 10 votes America's way. Um, if I can find it as I'm talking, I will read you know, what the na- what that email was because it was absolutely hysterical. Um, with that said, I just, I understand why he's America's favorite player. Player. Because I personally enjoyed uh, Cameron, the player. But given the two thirds of the final of the top three on this vote had some sort of like Twitter misogynistic claims against them with with the way they treated America. Sari was the only way that we could win. Amen. Thank you. With an AFH. Okay, because Matt for the last week has been accused of being absolutely freaking obsessed with America. And the same goes for um, for Cameron with everything y'all goddamn said uh, oh sarah, so goddamn sarah said, is, is oh, last now five a terrible minutes. person and you hate him too um i'm i'm yeah, really but, trying uh, to find this damn email come on, i'm waiting <laughs> what he, he could silence uh, listen listen come on. listen Matt has made some questionable comments about America. I'm not going to lie. Some questionable things. The man couldn't shut up about America for the last week, Sarah. I will say that him, Jag, and Bowie are not free of what they have said and done toward the end of this season. I agree. It was the little threesome where they can rile each other up in a circle and all hate and it spins each other up. However, Man. if a woman can out loud say that someone makes her feel uncomfortable and that she can continues to feel uncomfortable with someone in the house that is laying moves on her that she does not want, then, you know, I'll say. Let me explain, Alex, in, say, case you, in case you aren't caught up on this. Please. Amer- America verbally made it known. I think week six that Cameron made her uncomfortable with the way he was acting towards her. And it was an okay. ongoing theme basically until he was evicted. So yeah. it wasn't just like we saw Cameron being creepy. She called him out for being creepy as well. Sarah, do you have a wrap? Do you want to wrap yeah, up? Yeah. So point? to get, yeah, to give a little background for any episode watchers out there, um, America made it clear multiple times that she felt uncomfortable with the way Cameron was treating her in the house. She made it known. She verbalized it. She spoke about it. She spoke with Corey about it. She spoke with Blue about it. She spoke with multiple people about it, production about it, and nothing was taken care of, although we can take care of, you know, other things in the Big Brother house, except for things that Jared says and things that Cameron says and, you know, and stuff like that. Um, But, um, yeah, so that's kind of like, yes, yes. Westoff, this must have been during the Cleveland uh, Tennis in the Land event. That, that's why I missed Listen, I was saying, A lot of it did happen then. I had to, Sarah was texting me as I'm like working the DJ booth and she's like, Cameron's being weird again. And that's why yeah. I was snapping you images of yourself on uh, Tennis Channel. 
Oh Jason. yeah. By the way, sorry. Quick aside, Alex. The whole time I was working your event, Charles was watching the tennis channel and kept snapping every time Alex and I were shown in the corner behind a server. So, <laughs> no wonder Aaron. why you played Taylor Swift two times in a row. <laughs> Amen. There was some focus loss. <laughs> he wants to be the next Travis Kelsey. Oh, uh, of course, everyone does. But go on, Sarah. Finish mm. your point. Not, Cam- not true. Listen, Cameron can be a funny misogynist. He can. He can be funny. Like I laugh at him. But he can also be a creepy misogynist as well. So, all right, Richard. I found the Andy Heron tweet. Um, it reads, "Quote: It is so fucking funny that CBS is running the AFP vote so poorly that you can essentially vote nonstop as long as you're creative with email address names." I just cast ten votes for Suri from quote Danny Briones at fart.org. <laughs> Hashtag BB twenty five. By the way, that is that is real. He did he did cast ten votes for Sari from the email Danny Briones at fart.org. Hey, speaking of votes though, who did everybody here vote for? Because I actually did it. Sari. Sari Fields. All ten. Yeah. I oh, threw wow. Sarah. I threw seven. Okay. On, uh, Sorry. I threw seven Hold on Sari and gave three to my homeboy Corey. When I yelled Sari, my phone goes, "Huh?" Because Siri. Yeah. So I, Alex, I, who who'd you vote for? So I didn't, but I, I honestly would have guessed Suri. Um was gonna be the winner. Yeah. I thought Would it was a shoe in. The world I, thought Suri was gonna win because she was the only like non-problematic member that made it far enough. Yeah. Right. Sarah was all mats, of course. This no, this is the first year that I haven't voted in a oh, really wow. long time. And it's See. kind of because I was just boycotting the final three <laughs> and what they had to say That's at the fair. end of the game and about the people that were playing the game with them. And it's not that I just I just I felt like Suri was a shoe in for it. I probably would have voted for her looking back now. But I just didn't feel like looking at the cast. I was just so <laughs> over it. I was just like, none of you guys yeah. deserve it. <laughs> I had votes because let's see. She announced the top three were Matt, Suri, and Cameron. Um, Look at one. <laughs> um, two of those people did have votes for me Cameron and Matt. But then I also threw a vote to Corey, Whoa. and I actually threw two votes to Red. Of course, we I knew that was coming. I like that. I mean, see, thank you, Alex. You need to come on more often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm. This is a dangerous pairing here. You're just here to reinforce all of Charles's opinions. I want to argue. Perfect. With, so. Perfect. <laughs> all right, let's move off the serious topics. Secret reveals. We had a bunch of secret reveals tonight. Um, McColl's no job is how we started out, which I thought like worthless. But who then, cares? It's not like she did anything, anyways. Don't who's don't who's started on my number one pick? She was such a disappointment. I hope she listens to our podcast where she was evicted. Who's McColl? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there we I go. Must have missed that week. I think uh, it's so. You think it's to me? It's so ironic that her nickname was Mimi, but we didn't hear anything from me. Me. Yep. Uh, Please tell me y'all got that pun. Please tell me that not just die on me. I was trying to come up with something funny to do with that. I mean, I got it. It just really wasn't. Oh, I know it died flat like a fucking pancake. I'm aware. (laughs) Well, that's why I'm a journalist, not a not a comedian. Richard, did you have a favorite secret reveal tonight? Or did you think there was one that was actually entertaining? Because I thought a lot of them were duds. Bowie's age. There was no reveal there. They were like, how how old is she? 45. (laughs) 45. 
Great, I'm great. 45, Julie. <laughs> Here we go. Oh my god. I'm gonna put this over my face for the next two. Okay. Um, this is gonna be what I'm you're gonna get in front of my oh, face. So that's what um, all right. So I mean for me, the only <laughs> oh one that god. really mattered was Sari and Jared. That's the only one I really wanted to hear. Break it down um, for I us. think it's funny that they brought up the fact that Fel- they thought um the Cameron thought Felicia was uh Denzel's sister. Um, no matter how irrelevant that may have been, but yeah. Okay, Richard, you gotta fucking take that down. <laughs> I'm gonna scream. Uh, was it just me, Sarah, or was uh, Sari actually a little pissed at Jared that oh. he actually revealed the secret to Blue and it, when she found out? Oh, she was furious. Oh, she'll have it out with him when when. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When they leave that house, mark my words, she'll I'm have pre- a lot to say to her. <laughs> oh my god. All right, Richard, just right Listen, I'm pretty sure that Sari. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Izzy is going to be uh, um, dubbed the favorite child by the end of the night after this. I'm pr- by now, Izzy's already latched on to Sari and like, let me just tell you all <laughs> the things Jared did. I'm pretty sure Sari in her head was like, that's why I didn't win. I didn't realize that Jared betrayed me. And I didn't realize that Jared tanked my game. I don't know. Charles, did you have fun with any of the secrets tonight? Was there anything that stood out to you? No, I mean, I did just comment on, or not comment, but run a note. I mean, Cerise's face when Julie brought up the fact that Blue knew, like, she didn't have to speak words. Her entire, her body language shifted. Think like, about she it. was like sitting and then just. She was in, in the, the house. Part. <laughs> Hold on. She was in the house for three weeks with Blue without Jared. And think about, she's probably thinking, why didn't Jared at least tell me when I went out the door? She spent three weeks where Blue knew more information than she did, and now she feels like an idiot. That's why she's pissed. Sarah? Sure is. (laughs) Sure is. Sure is. Alex, did you see, did you watch this segment? I did not. That's right. I it besides that the rest of it uh what what else am I missing Nicole's job um Bowie's age not no more Denzel there was one more secret wasn't there whatever we'll move on the thing that pissed me off the most was that we had to spend another five minutes talking about the Riley and Matt situationship I'm like you guys spent all summer obsessing over Blue and Jared. Then you had an actual nice showmance. I mean, they made out on camera too much, but it was everyone was rooting for that one. And you skipped the whole I love you on camera and the goodbye message. So I'm thinking, oh, I guess Big Brother just doesn't want to do showmances this season. We spend five minutes of the finale night where minutes are precious. You we're squeezing in the winner. We barely hear from Jag at the end, but we spent five minutes on hey Riley, you want to say anything to Matt? And she's like, Hey, long time no see. I've been watching you and then just like awkwardness. I'm like, get, get me, get out of here with this. Did any, did anyone here enjoy it? Richard, you enjoyed it. Didn't you? I know. How I offensive want- of you. <laughs> I just wanted to see your confused <laughs> How offensive of you to assume that that's what I was looking forward to tonight. 
Unbelievable. You enjoyed it. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I spent majority of that segment covering my friend's yeah. eyes. Uh one of my really like best friends has a has a crush on Riley. So I spent most of uh that segment covering and like honestly, like like at one point, I'm pretty sure I like put him in a neck lock to keep his head down from looking up at the screen. Um, but no, in all seriousness, um, I mean, I think it's cute that they shouted it out given how much they freaking hyped up the HOH letter. But, like, at the same time, you didn't need to harp on it that much. HOH letter. Like, just just touch on it and be like, oh, it must be so nice that you get to see each other again. All right, moving on. Like, you don't need to spend that much time on it. Touch and go. Like, I get it. You want to touch on the big storylines that, like, production has been trying to push. Oh, just, oh, Alex. Oh, Alex. Well, well, actually, no, I, just, I just think this is a touch Alex. and go type of thing. From a, well, was, from a production gonna, standpoint, just move on. I was going to send it to Alex next anyway. So whatever point you're going to make, make it. But also, please tell me, do you think this has any longevity outside the house? I'm going to uh, take a guess and say no. But um, <laughs> I, th- I think my bigger point is, can we agree that the ending of this always sucks? Because it's like so there's like all this fluff for two hours and then all the like they rush the winner. Oh, by the way, this guy won this award. See ya. See you next year. Like, like, can we announce it like 20 minutes to go? And then he could like actually have like a live authentic conversation and then an actual celebration. And like, like the, the whole end kind of sucks in my opinion. Or, or we <laughs> skip that stupid looking back episode that everybody hates. And I didn't even watch this year. As soon as yeah. Charles sent one text about how dumb it was, I was like, yep, I'm skipping that one. Skip yeah. that. Take the first hour of tonight, put it in that, and now let's have a two-hour extended episode with the interesting stuff. Richard, make your point. Here comes, as Charles is going to call it, the Survivor purist in me. Um, I actually really like the way that Survivor does their finales because after they announce the winner, they do a fucking reunion where they get all of the castaways to sit down and talk about what actually happened in the game. You get to simultaneously touch on the big storylines that production has pushed, but at the same time, you give people a chance to explain what the flying fuck happened. So I just think it would have been cool. I don't like that all of the questions that are given to the pre-jury have zero game relevance. Like these were yeah. people who played the game of Big Brother. They ha- and they got to watch the season as a whole. Where were the moments where they get to say fucking anything about what happened? Sure, Charles, go ahead with your two fingers. Two finger, Charles. Th- this is two finger because even I commented on the uh, production questions. Our girl Bowie Jane did not get a production. Question. Oh my god, I forgot. Oh dear god, <laughs> I blacked out. I blacked out. Her freaking question. Well, what was her question? <laughs> her fucking question, uh, and I can't even remember how she worded it. But it's like, hey guys, what are no, you? I think. I, I, I think. I think the exact question was. First off, there was a hesitation because she was like, ah, shit. I didn't realize I'd have to ask a question. <laughs> and then her question was, Richard is gone. Her, her question was, I think. And they you enjoyed hold them. On, hold on. It was, what's up, guys? It's crazy out here, by the way, with people again. How much did our little three-person mafia alliance help your game 
also we're pretty cool and like finger gunned yeah. and it was like basically if you were to boil it down her question was the the alliance we formed like eight days ago how much did that help your game yes that's it <laughs> How oh, much did the mafia he help He basically your game? was saying, "Hey, in your final t- in your speech, you're just talking all about you and Matt. I was a big part of it too." Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Good job, Sarah. <laughs> right, right, right. It was like, "Don't forget about me. I was also part of this, even though you're in the final two. That's that's all it was." <laughs> so, I fell out amazing. of my chair. Like, and, and the and, and the answers up. weren't answers. They were like, "What's up, Bowie Jane?" And they like thumbs up to her, and they're like, "Yeah." And <laughs> that was I also right, just, right, so. I also just want to touch on the matt and riley stuff and just say that this honestly this poor woman probably has received so much so many people asking her about this man that she has only spent a short amount of time with 14 days I mean, can you imagine the pre-jury when they all met up, you know, yesterday in L.A. and they had their like, you know, pre-jury pregame? I mean, can you imagine how many people went up to her and like, so what are you about, you know? Like, even, even that HOH letter she wrote, you could tell was written like two months ago. Like, come on, guys. If this were the opposite situation and uh, it, it, it was like Matt that got evicted and then Riley made like, you know, this big, you know, thing. And then we're, you know, we're all waiting till the finals. Like, do you really think that production would be like pumping it up like it was some big showman? Or would be it be creepy, creepy? Actually, Yeah. Yeah. Creepy exactly. is the word. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Girl, this girl from 30. Yeah, I met X amount of days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They've got Corey in America right there, and they don't want it. So, um, all right, two more things to do before we wrap the show: reindeer games, and then everyone gets a no, final thought. No, no, no. So, no, no, no. I honestly, we'll, <laughs> even Sarah. <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask Sarah to uh, recap it for us because I muted it because Louisville started losing in their football game at that point. Who here actually watched and can explain what the hell this reindeer games in? Who's I. Right. Let me let me just preface with this. I have been waiting a hundred days. I have been listening to a hundred days of exactly what's going on in this Big Brother house. And then a couple weeks ago, I get some spoilers and things, you know, coming in about a potential all winter season or a legend season, Big Brother winter season. Potentially with even players from like the challenge and like, you know, other games. Um, And so we're all excited for like this, this legends season announcement and we get reindeer games. (laughs) You are upset about this. Can can I, can I add something? We get reindeer games. What is it? Like I didn't even listen. So it's you understand like buddy it? games. It's buddy it's, games, but in the but in a big brother Sarah. like Christmassy style. Oh my god! Um, it will oh not god. be hosted by Julie <laughs> Chen. <laughs> it's the first like Big Brother branded season of anything that's not going to be hosted by Julie Chen. Um, it's going to be uh, hosted by it's the Jordan. Of the end for Julie. It's a uh, Jordan DX and whoever the third person was on that Tiffany. little graphic. Tiffany. 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 They are the hosts of this. Oh, they're the hosts. 
There's they, the elves. To, to my knowledge, they are the the elves, aka the host. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say <laughs> Andy. Andy so it's say, not going to be Andy, like can, Big Brother. The elves. They're probably going to be Andy, Andy Heron had a great tweet. Andy Heron had a great tweet about this. Um, quote. Wait, I have oh, a quick question. Wait, no, Richard. Wait, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Wait, go ahead. Somebody else is going to talk. I waited for you. So, so are you in? Like, is Andy paying you to speak on the our podcast? No, because his Twitter's has been goddamn good, man. Because you you talk about him about every thirty seconds. I'm just trying because to because his tweets sure. have been his tweets good, man. I'm his just tweets have to make been sure. I did not miss out on the financial <laughs> opportunity that you are getting right. I was going to say earlier that if Andy Heron goes missing, it's likely because <laughs> Bowie Jane's parents made him disappear. Richard, you're in you're in college, correct? Getting that NIL money from him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if no one else will. <laughs> All right. Go on, Richard. Go ahead. Go he, ahead, Richard. He, he tweeted, quote, oh, big brother reindeer games won't have live feeds so they can have fan fan favorites like Jeff and Cody N on and they can be as homophobic, transphobic as they want. That's a big thing that just is Whoa. that just introduces a big thing, in my opinion, is that this season is not going to have live feeds. So, so perfect for you because Survivor, right? Oh, got him. Got him. I don't like that he got closer to the camera before he makes his next point. <laughs> no, I do. It makes it great. It's, it's called dramatic effect. <laughs> you did tell me I have to learn how to pose, Richard. I'm just going to let you <laughs> sit there and enjoy that silence. I hate it. Feel feel like I'm feel like I'm leading up to something, and then I'm going to leave you hanging. So you look a little bit dumber so, there. So basically, this is just a different show with Big Brother players on it, right? Basically, it's Buddy yeah. Games Winter Version in the Big Brother house. Has anyone oh, here no, watched it? Mean, no, it looks awful. Does anyone know who the who the cast is? Are there any rumors or shit? Yeah, I've got a rumor. One player from this Big Brother season will be on it. We <laughs> learned that. <laughs> And all the players, Thanks, Daniel. Were, everyone. My Daniel. guess is, my <laughs> guess your contribution. Is, make it Sari. Make Sari never gets to go home. Okay, again. she just constantly lives on TV shows. Sari will say no. Sari will say no. Sari's right done no. with CBS. Sari will be like, no, I'm going home. <laughs> Can we make mention that this was her sixth season of reality TV? She is done for good. Okay, like. Let's make guesses on who is going to be chosen because I definitely have thoughts. Start us off. I think that they are either going to choose Heisem, Cameron, Nicole, or yeah, probably Cameron. Cameron. I think it's either Cameron, uh, one of one of Americori or Matt. You know what? Not maybe not even Matt. Just I think Cameron uh, or Americor. One think, of them. I think Heisem has a shot, but I think Cameron winning America's Favorite Player solidified it for him. If he's wow, willing to play, Rich- he'll probably win. Probably Dang, win. I'm about to agree with Richard. I on first thing. It doesn't happen said, often enough. I know, I know, but my first instinct was that they're going to give it to runner up is first option, and then second, I said Cameron because he's America's favorite. And either America or Corey. America and Corey won't leave each other right now. Are you guys kidding? They're, they'll be married in six months. So. But if they can Hopefully go try to win some money for the honeymoon. They Hopefully finally Corey leaves have gotten that to fucking the stage mustache, though. 
They oh, have amen. finally gotten to the stage where they can move past kissing you guys, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they promised each other yeah, at she, the show. They were like, listen, I'll only kiss even in the jury house. That's well, it. Do you think Cameron joined in, maybe? Oh, God. Daddy. <laughs> Cameron probably recorded it for all we know. I think uh, America's going to be more moving into uh, Corey's dorm this spring. <laughs> Alex, what do you think? Who do you think will go on the uh, the Hunger Games? Um, I, so rebranded. I don't know, but my first thought is that's kind of a grind. For someone that was either injury or at the end, right? Hundred days to go versus, versus someone who actually got to go home and whatnot. They all need to go to therapy for a month. And it's right back in. I mean, the, yeah. the show's airing in a month, so they literally yeah. have no time did, off. Did, December 11th is the, is the date of the launch. Yeah. So that's like, why I feel like it won't, it won't be someone that was in jury or whatever, just because that's a total grind. But good um, call. I mean, so maybe, maybe high school. But, 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 but maybe. That's why I like, thought maybe high or Nicole. Because I think they'd make, give Nicole another shot. It does make me wonder, though, because I know they have contractual obligations after the show airs. So whether or not it's a month, like if they're still under those like appearance things, that may not make a difference at that point. Richard, also, given that there's no live feeds, they could like make them enter the house earlier to start recording, like pre-recording stuff to send over to editors like tonight. Like you're not, you're not going home. That's you're what I'm going, saying. Who yeah. knows? Who knows if they're going to get to go games. home? Maybe they go out, get, get like a, a day or two with their families and then yeah. go right back in. Yeah. December 11th is coming up quick. All right. We shall see. Well, before we get to everyone's final points for the night, I want to give a quick update on our fantasy draft. Alex, you were not a part of this, but I will now share the results. Um. In first Come place on. is Richard, who blew it out of the water. Richard, your players were 54. Jared, Felicia, and Jag. You had two of the final four. Next, second place was Pooch, who honestly probably forgot he even did this draft. So screw him. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah was a close third. Uh, wait. Charles, why don't I have you on this? Somewhere? I know. I was like, am I not on here? Because cool. you wrote Dalton instead of Charles. Thank no. you. Oh, is that Charles's score? Probably. I think yeah. so. Because Lord Dalton, knows. Dalton only has Bowie. Can I Can I ask, would, would Matt winning have changed much? Would that have been Sarah moving up to second place over Pooch? Hold on. We're going to do this live. Sorry. Uh... I love that Dalton is in fourth place. All right, Charles, you barely beat Bowie me. Jane. <laughs> yeah. Well, I barely beat you because I had the guy get not even evicted. So right. Luke. Me. Yeah, he yeah. didn't even make it to the first eviction. So yeah. But all this really means is that come sometime next week, I'll be driving down to Florida to visit Sarah and the rest of my family for Thanksgiving. And I will be shipping an order of the Hot Ones sauces to Florida so that we can record a award ceremony episode where I will be eating all of the wings live while answering questions. And yes, we can do it live on a Zoom if you guys really want to watch me suffer 
Oh, I'm gonna watch that shit. Like I was hoping. <laughs> I'm asking the question. Oh, I thought I I was hoping that as the winner, I was hosting that. I mean, you could do whatever you want. We will we could do it on Zoom, but we'll be I'll be in person with also, Sarah, so she can okay. verify I'm actually Richard, book them. your Sarah, flight. Sarah, can you can you not give me that look? Also, given that I host the Survivor episodes of this <laughs> podcast. Well, yeah, the, the trade off here is that Sarah now has to join Survivor podcast now that you have no more Big Brother yes! to watch. So catch up, Sarah. Next Wednesday is our next episode. So, all right, all final right. thoughts. Let's put a bow on this season. We've made it now through. Is this last year was our first one? So this is our second U.S. season, third overall. But hey, we made it here. So final thoughts. I'll start with you, Alex. Wrap us up. What are your final thoughts on BBUS 25? Final thoughts um, on the winner real quick. Uh, looking back, Derek and Cody, they had uh, Cody had the choice to bring Derek along and end up losing because of that. Uh, I'm, I'm glad Jag, because he, he could have clipped um, Matt a couple times. I'm glad it worked out in his favor only for that reason as well. So, uh, but overall interesting, long, very long season. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate the uh, invite to wrap it up tonight. Yeah. I feel you there. I, I hope we never go a hundred days again. Cause BB is fun. But once it got to like day 78, I was like, we are really dragging here. So, all right, next Richard, I saw you giving snaps to the Cody and Derek comparison. Wrap up your thoughts on this BB25 season for us. I'm just really glad that that's what got called up. As 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 you guys probably have figured out by now, BB16 is, you know, it hold, it's one of my favorite seasons. It holds a very special place in my heart, um, given that it was the first Big Brother season that I officially, like, watched and followed along with. Same. Um, yeah. So, for me, I think this final three was very like very much so like BB 16 in that you had those like that final two and you also had a big ass floater. Um, God, she would do just fine on any falling plane. Cause she herself is a flotation device. Um, I just personally, I think that half of the reason why I had issues with this season is the fact that it was this long. I feel like if it was as long as the regular seasons, I wouldn't have disliked it as much as I did. Not to say that I didn't like this season, um, but I think I disliked it more than past seasons because it was so long and it felt so uh, so dragged out. Um, given the hand that we were dealt, given the final three we were, we were dealt, I'm glad that's the two that was sitting at the end because besides Sari and Cameron, those were the two best players this season. What else are we going to do about it? Um, yeah, just uh, glad that I finally have a draft win notched under my belt. Um, so hey. yeah, hey, next year Super we'll fun. start excited for next week. Next year we'll start implementing prizes for the winners instead of just punishments for the losers, maybe. Uh, but just take it with pride this year that you are our official draft winner, and I do agree with you. That season, I think I it lost me around the spring break, which is what I call the zombie week, where nothing happened for a full week. That's where I started to go downhill. Erase that week, maybe erase one other week, and we've got a perfectly fine season. Sarah, wrap up your thoughts on this BB25 season for us. Yeah, you know, I think the first half of the season was was really was so full. I mean, we had so much stuff. 
going on in the first half of the season from Heisem's eviction to Izzy's eviction to, you know, Jag being evicted and then staying and, and Kirsten leaving when she never should have left and Luke leaving because he's an asshole. And, you know, all of these things were going on in the first half of the season, I think, because... I think that Big Brother maybe wasn't um, created for such a long season as this um, because of some of those reasons I just stated too. Um, The first half of the season was so jam-packed and full, which left the second half of the season to be, you know, kind of a little bit fall flat on its face, but, um, I think that, um, I lost my train of thought because, because the second half of the season was so freaking slow. <laughs> well, that's all right. Cause you made some really good points there and Charles, I'm going to give the last word to you, but real quick, my final thoughts on this season. Um, it was too long. I think that won't happen again. I think this is part of the writer's strike uh, and they were just trying to fill some extra time. So hopefully we don't ever go this long again uh, because in the end it was mostly fine, but there were just a few weeks that lost my enthusiasm and it really hurt my ability or my yearning to keep up with the show as a draw, as a drought. I think though that there is a problem on hand. Um, It's getting too predictable uh the competitions i think um i don't have the numbers yes. in front of me but sarah i know you know the numbers like men are winning like 80 percent of these competitions if it's not a quiz competition men are winning it that or, is yeah sorry and keep like going. you just you, there's no opportunity for a sari to win this game unless she just goes balls to the wall social ability and like We've seen it before, and if anyone actually is a repetitive listener of this podcast, they're probably sick of me making this point, but I'll I'll say it till I die, that Kevin Jacobs is the best player I've ever seen play this game, and he did it without winning a single competition. But that's so rare, and it's so hard to do, and it shouldn't have to be a a once-in-a-generation player to come come around in order to win a BBUS season. And so I yeah. think there needs to be some changes made to some of the competition styles because it's not just, I, I used to think it was just a problem at the end of the game where the last five weeks were mostly physical. And so if you just made your way there and got rid of the other strong competitions and were the last strong male standing, you'd win the game unless there was a Taylor scenario. I'm even more worried now because it just seems like this season even the Corys of the world who are pretty smart uh, could not win anything. It was just Matt and Jag and Heisen. Corey won and an Cameron. HOH. Right, in a quiz type competition. But like it, it, it was, it, it wasn't a for sure thing. Like there should be some more uh, just equity in this game. Right. So- I think that, 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 that that's exactly why I was a little speechless with the second half of the season is because like that is like the spearhead of everything is that the competitions this season were not set up for everyone alike. They were not set up 
to be equal in any which way. I mean, one of the competitions had like a freaking staircase, like a staircase. Come on, you guys, like we could do better than that. You know, like we're on season 25, you know, but I will say that the competitions this season, even more than any other have influenced me more than any other year that I would not want to audition for Big Brother because I would rarely have a chance fighting against all these competitions and all of these guys. And, you know, listen, if you're wanting to do that sort of like game style, then you just need to cast like accordingly and go on the challenge. That's what that's. Yeah. Like you didn't cast accordingly with these competitions in this season. And it like clearly shows that's why that back half of the season was so freaking boring because it was the Jag show and he knew it at the end of it and that's why things got to his head and so yeah it's a little bit difficult um because at this point it did like it didn't seem like production like cared much but we'll see for next season and we don't need another challenge we don't like we have the challenge you know we want big brother we want like a variety of people, a variety of cultures, variety yeah. of ages. And the social game cultures. should matter. It should be a, a it should be a 50-50 where social game can get you pretty far in the game, not just the competitions. Yeah, Big Brother was founded on a social experiment by putting people in a house and seeing what they do together. It is all technically strategic social play with competitions thrown in there and it's now become a competition driven game this back end of the season um and yeah we just don't need another challenge we're, we're good with the challenge we just right. want big brother all right charles bring us home how do you want to wrap up the season oh gosh um you know what i'm not going to go in depth as you all have on the season because i think um, I'd be a little redundant and I want to avoid that. And I think you all have done well. I did write down three things that I do want to close on. So I'm kind of happy that you, um, asked me last. Um, number one, Alex, because I've now been introduced to someone who has the only, um, who shares the only correct opinions <laughs> as far as Big Brother goes, you are welcome back anytime. Um, number two, because I feel so heavily against the season that we just endured, I'm feeling like I'm, we're going to have to get back on the uh, NordVPN and Canada is the way to go. Gotta say, I called the winner and it is the best Big Brother play I've seen ever, even though Evil Dick is my favorite player. The, the, uh, U.S. Big Brother has not produced a winner that I've been appreciative of, appreciative of in a very long time. So as a viewer, I'm kind of out on that. And number three, Richard, this is for you. I am well on the way to becoming a survivor purist because <laughs> after what I just had to watch of this year's Big Brother, Survivor, let's fucking go. 
All right. On that note, we wrap up the BBUS 25 season. Our third season officially is in the books. I don't know what our plans are. We're going to keep the survivor pods going for sure. Um, will we do a Rangers pod? Maybe. Hell no. What are you <laughs> talking about? No goddamn reindeer get. get bro. No, maybe no. maybe we'll do maybe we'll do Canada. No. If Canada not, for sure. If not, you're sure we'll be back here next summer for BB26. And uh yeah, until then, uh thank you for listening. Rate, subscribe, and and yeah. come back for our award show, please. And and yeah, and if anyone has enjoyed watching me host these you're really gonna enjoy watching me suffer as i eat <laughs> some hot wings as we do we do have one more episode planned it's our award show and i will be taking my punishments for losing our draft challenge and we'll be eating hot wings as we give out awards so uh you can expect that in about a week or two but until then thank you for listening and we will see you all next time